you. This is Cruise Radio Rewind. Real reviews from real cruisers. Right out of the gate today, I need to apologize to my buddy PJ. He was on the Carnival Panorama show we did, and I introduced him as TJ at the front of the show, so I I apologize about that. So yeah, my name is Doug Parker. This is Cruise Radio Rewind. Sherry Laskin is here with Cruise News since we couldn't catch up with her over Christmas, and also a couple of questions that you have sent in. We'll answer those as well. So we'll jump right to Sherry with CruiseMaven.com. Hey, Sherry. Hi, Doug. Carnival Cruise Line is hiking their beverage package again. Yes, and effective January 1st, the price of Carnival Cruise Line's Cheers beverage package will increase up to $3 a day on some cruises. So if you're booked on a three- or four-day Carnival Cruise, you might want to consider purchasing the Cheers package now before the January 1st increase takes effect. If you're planning a longer cruise, there's no worries. The increase right now only applies to short cruises, and there's no planned increase for cruises of five days or longer. So from John Heald's Facebook post, he revealed that the price for the Cheers beverage package for the three and four day cruises is going to increase by $3 per day, making the package total $54.95 per day plus gratuity. And that's if you purchase the package before your cruise. If you wait until you're on board, it will jump another $5 Uh, for a total of $59.95 per day, plus gratuity. So the bottom line, purchase the Cheers package between now and December 31st at the current rate, even if your cruise departs on or after January 1st. Yeah, because those three- and four-night cruisers, they're party animals, and uh, they're probably drinking the ship dry. Yeah, they carnival, you know, they figured that one out. Royal Caribbean's Odyssey of the Seas is going to spend its first summer in the Mediterranean. Yeah, it was just announced that Odyssey of the Seas, which is Royal Caribbean's next quantum ultra class cruise ship, will home port in Rome, which is really Civita Vecchia, for the first summer season in spring of 2021. Odyssey of the Seas is scheduled to launch in November of 2020 in Europe will do a transatlantic and home port in Fort Lauderdale. And from Florida, the ship will offer six and eight night Caribbean cruises during that winter season. And then come May of 2021, Odyssey of the Seas will do a transatlantic cruise to its new home port in Civitavecchia, which is really about 45 minutes from Rome in good traffic. From there, the ship will cruise the Med on seven, nine, and 12 night Eastern Mediterranean cruises. And I just looked at these itineraries and I think I'm going to go ahead and and book something. So the Eastern Med ports will include Santorini, Mykonos, and Athens for Greece, then Ephesus and Rhodes in Turkey, of course, Naples, and then Heraklion in Crete and Haifa and Jerusalem in Israel. There will also be longer stays in port that will be up to 15 hours. Royal Caribbean must be listening to what passengers want, especially when you travel that far. For me, it's really aggravating when when I only have maybe six hours in some spectacular port in Europe. Mm -hmm. So they're fixing that. And Odyssey of the Seas is currently open for bookings. And I'm going to start looking. Very good. This next story, Sherry, it's about Virgin Voyages uh, offering an onboard credit promotion. We see a lot of promotions, especially this time of year. 
Is this something worth looking into? Probably it is. Now, Virgin Voyages just added this promotion for its new Scarlet Lady. So in addition to the cruise lines existing on us, it's a part, you know, it's, it's, they're trying to make this fairly uh, an all-inclusive program, but they're adding on to it. So they're giving up to $400 per cabin if you book by this Valentine's Day, which is, of course, February 14th. They're calling this um, onboard credit Sailor Loot. It's their nickname and, and the money, you know, this is the money that you would spend while you are on board the ship. Virgin's On Us program is really geared to make their cruise experience, like I mentioned, a little bit inclusive. So just for if someone's not familiar, included with the standard cruise rate, you also have basic beverages, Wi-Fi, most specialty dining Fitness classes and gratuities are all included. The new Anna Sailor Loot gives $100 per cabin for inside and sea view staterooms, since sea view is their cute name for ocean view. Then $200 per cabin if you book a sea terrace, which you can guess is a balcony cabin. And if you book a rock star suite, you get $400 Sailor Loot to spend during your cruise. Virgin Voyages recently announced that its second ship, the Valiant Lady, is now open for reservations. When this ship debuts in May of 2021, it will be home ported in Barcelona for seven-night Mediterranean cruises. So I'm guessing they want to give a you know a push to wave season, and they are adding this sailor loot uh, with the cutoff day of Valentine's Day just to get things started in the new year. Sherry, how much do you think that Richard Branson is actually involved in this operation versus him just branding his name to the company? In my opinion, I would say that I think he pretty much is involved as much as he can be within the corporation. Probably the same with Virgin Trains USA, which he's starting here. I don't know if he would have the final say, if the board of directors has a final say or how that works, but I, I you know, I want to think that he's really responsible for all these nifty features that are on this ship, including that the tattoo parlor and the record bar and all those things. That's him. I'm just thinking like on a smaller scale, like with the restaurants in Nashville, every country music singer has one. Blake Shelton, Big and Rich, uh, Dirks Bentley, uh, Jason Aldean. And I know that they don't actually own those restaurants. They're just licensing their name to the management company of the restaurants. So I was wondering if this was the same thing. Well, that's an interesting way to look at it. Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, think you should call him and ask. We will try to do that. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> this is a weird story. Asbestos was found on Windstar cruise ships. Yeah, I didn't like the sound of this. So when Windstar Cruises recently began the renovation of Starbreeze, it was discovered that asbestos was lurking. So as they looked further, they found out that asbestos was also used when building the Star Pride and the Star Legend. Consequently, the cruise line has had to cancel 20 sailings on all three ships. So in order to remove the hazardous material, the renovation is now delayed. The um, completion of Star Breeze has been moved from February 14th to May 4th of 2020. Star Legend's new completion date is August 30th, followed by Star Pride scheduled to return to service on November 29th. And the affected itineraries are wide. It includes Alaska, Europe, Latin America, and the transatlantic crossings. If they'd rather cancel, they'll get a full refund and a 10% future cruise credit. That's also good for two years. 
but any canceled travel arrangements that aren't refundable will only be covered up to $350 per person. So getting back to the problem, um, while no asbestos was found in any of the guest or cruise staterooms, um, asbestos was seen in the engine room and also in other mechanical areas on the ship. The material is being removed at the shipyard in Palermo, Sicily, and air samples were taken and revealed no trace of asbestos. So after this $250 million renovation, the ships will have 50 new staterooms, a larger outdoor deck, remodeled swimming pool, an upgraded spa and gym, and all suites will also receive new bathrooms. So, wow, 20 sailings are canceled. That's enormous. All right, listener question comes from Janelle. Email your questions to Doug at cruiseradio.net. I am blind and wanting to cruise again for the first time in years. What does Carnival Cruise Line offer in terms of menus in the restaurants for the visually impaired? Well, hi, Janelle. I did a little investigating, and I spoke with someone at Carnival, actually. So first, their site says that they have Braille signage that indicates the cabin numbers and the public room names. And most of us are familiar with seeing Braille on cabin door entrances. But um, the only Braille format document available without prior notice is their in-cabin good-to-know information sheet. Now, when I spoke with them, they told me that once the booking is deposited, you should call or someone should call Carnival Guest Access. They can arrange a daily Braille menu for the dining room, and your waiter would be notified and will also review the menu with you in detail. You can also request for a familiarization tour on boarding day. So someone from guest services will get in contact and arrange the tour. And in addition, they will also provide an audible format of their Carnival Fun Times daily newsletter. Uh, The department you would want to contact is called Guest Access. And Doug will post the phone number and the email address to reach someone at Carnival Guest Access. So you can set this up ahead of time. If it hasn't been prearranged, um, you know, the ship is not aware that Braille needs to be, Braille signage needs to be provided. So just make sure that they are notified. And then once you get on board, uh, double check with guest services and, uh, you know, because they do get busy on boarding day, but they'll uh, definitely do a fam, a fam tour with you to go around the ship so you can, you know, learn where things are on boarding day. All right. Thank you, Sherry. Again, email your questions to Doug at cruiseradio.net. Well, you know what? This is the last cruise radio episode of 2019. Seriously. How many? Well, (laughs) 52, I guess. Well, 52. And then we started Rewind about in June. So 52 plus what? 26 or so. So yeah, yeah, 78. Yeah. How long have I been doing the news with you? I don't even know. God, I, think, I can't keep track. Three or four years? Wow. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's amazing. And it just gets more fun every week. <laughs> well, you're doing the hard work. I'm just sitting here talking, reading the questions to you. You're doing the research and everything. Oh, thanks. Yeah, but you know what? I learned that I can help others. So Here you it go. all it's a one big circle, right? We've been talking with Sherry Laskin from CruiseMaven.com. Happy New Year, Sherry. Oh, Happy New Year to you, too, and everybody. Thanks for listening, and 
See you next year. Rounding out the year with a couple of listener questions. Three of them are trip insurance questions. On the line is Dan Skilkin from tripinsurance.com. Hey, Dan. Hey, Doug. So a couple of listener questions and kind of related here. So we're going to just give you both of them at one time. Uh, The first one is in reference to Carnival Cruise Line canceling sailings on their upcoming Mardi Gras. So the passenger had her cruise canceled. Carnival made good on the canceled cruise and helped them rearrange the air. But she's having a hard time getting her money back with Hotels.com. So that's the first one. And then the second question is based on the Carnival Glory incident in Cozumel last weekend, where because the ship left a day late from New Orleans, they didn't want to sail. Carnival gave them a full refund and said, hey, if you don't want to cruise, you can go home and we'll refund you 100%. So they decided to walk off the ship. But now they're um, out of pocket for the airline change fees and the excursions they already pre-booked at dive resorts in Cozumel in Honduras. Well, Doug, they're related because I believe the Carnival canceling uh, eight sailings was on the basis it's a brand new boat Mm. and they hadn't finished the boat yet. So you book a cruise and they don't have a boat for you. Um, That could be considered mechanical breakdown of a common carrier. And there are a few packages. Our U.S. fire uh, insurance in the better and best categories cover you for mechanical breakdown of a common carrier, where for more than 48 hours, the common carrier can't provide transportation. And in that particular case, they actually let you cancel as a covered reason. And then Hotels.com, you would have been covered for your extra hotels for the trip in that particular regard. Um, but if you don't have that kind of provision uh, and uh, you end up having a cancellation of a travel supplier on the trip, it gets complicated because uh, a lot of people think that they're covered for, if I have to cancel this trip, you'll cover all my expenses, right? Well, it depends upon what the reason is that you have to cancel. Mm-hmm. If you're canceling because a travel supplier changed the schedule or canceled a portion of your trip, and so you try to cancel the rest of, your, of the, the travel arrangements that you've made. A lot of times that's not covered unless you have insured yourself under a cancel for any reason plan. And then it will definitely cover no matter why you have to cancel. In the case of the Carnival Glory, and they had a, a, a day delay, well, there are some of our plans, the U.S. Fire Plan included, that will cover you if it's of an extremely short cruise and you're losing more than half the cruise because of the delay, like let's say it's a two- or three-day cruise and they eliminate a day or day and a half of the cruise, you can actually cancel and get your money back uh, for all of, all of your trip on that basis because the bulk of your cruise has been delayed. But in this particular case, because the cruise company is still sailing and uh, they delay it and they compensate you for the one day that you miss of their sale, uh, typically the insurance company wouldn't cover that that kind of cancellation for the rest of your travel arrangements, again, unless you have a cancel for any reason plan. And our cancel for any reason plans are the ones that are in our best category on the site. Uh, but you've got to be careful because you have to buy a cancel for any reason plan within 14 days of making your initial trip deposit. Mm. Is that just to prevent people from you know, kind of knowing they're going to want to cancel their cruise like a couple of weeks out or whatever? Exactly, exactly. The insurance companies set up a cancel-for-any-reason policy, 
and they allow you to just change your mind and not take the trip, and then they pay you back 75% of your cancellation penalties. When it, in order to keep people from realizing, wait a minute, I could now cancel, you know, I'm going to have to cancel for an uncovered reason, let me go out and buy travel insurance, and then they'll pay me 75%. The insurance company set it up so that you can only get that cancel for any reason provision if you buy the plan within the first 14 to 15 days of making your initial trip deposit. They are betting at that point that you probably are not in the mood to cancel because you just bought the trip. Uh, Nobody would just buy a trip and then turn around and want to cancel it right away. And so they'll sell you a cancel for any reason policy at that time. So in the particular case of the Carnival Glory, it would have paid 70 for the cancel for any reason policy would have paid 75% of the cancellation penalties for the rest of their travel arrangements, which would have given them back the bulk of their money. Next question comes from Zach. I have a cruise on Carnival Breeze booked for April. The question is, I'm 22 now, but by the time final payment is due for the cruise, I'll be 23. So on the trip insurance form, do I put my current age or the age I will be when cruising? You always put your current age. They always price these policies based on the age you are at the time you buy the plan, even if the trip is two years out. And they base the, uh, the base, the coverage cost on what your age is today. Going back on a previous discussion with regard to cancellations, I did want to mention one thing. I've had a lot of your listeners, as well as our clients, uh, writing us about how to transfer a travel insurance policy from a canceled cruise onto a new one they just booked. So they buy a travel insurance plan for a cruise, and then they either the cruise gets canceled in, uh, by the cruise company and they, they need to transfer to another cruise, or they themselves decide to cancel the cruise and take a different cruise, and they're asking if they can transfer their travel insurance to this new cruise. So we've been answering a lot of those questions this week. The issue really is centered around what happens with your deposit date. If you buy a cruise, and whether the cruise company cancels it or you cancel it, and they give you a refund, and they apply that refund to a brand new cruise, so they transfer your deposit over to a brand new cruise, then your initial deposit date won't have changed. And in that particular case, we can typically adjust the policy for the new travel date, because your trip deposit date hasn't changed. But... If, for instance, the cruise company refunds your money and then you purchase a new cruise, your initial deposit date is changed, and that affects coverages like pre-existing conditions and uh, cancel-for-any-reason coverage. So there are real sticklers about what the initial deposit date is, and if that initial deposit date changes, we've got to, uh, we've got to sell you a new policy for the new cruise. Now, in most cases, we can get the insurance company to cancel and refund an existing policy if the trip has been canceled and there were no penalties uh, incurred for the cancellation. So if you have receipts for your original deposit and then they give you a full uh, full refund back and you have proof of the full refund, then we can typically get the insurance company to cancel uh, that policy and give you a full refund uh, uh, so that we can issue a brand new policy on your new cruise. 
Very good. And Dan, this is the very last show of the year. So I want to take this time to thank you for taking the time out of your day and answering questions for us. I know I have a lot of them for you, and you've been doing it all throughout the year for me. I really appreciate you. We've been talking with Dan Skilkin from TripInsurance.com. Thanks again, Dan, and Happy New Year. Doug, thank you for all of your listeners' uh, questions, and uh, we look forward to working with you next year. All right. That'll put a wraps up on our last show of the decade. Yeah, 2019. It's hard to believe that in next year we'll be entering the 11th year of Cruise Radio. It's even harder to believe that this all started out of complete boredom because I was tired of working in FM radio. So, uh, yeah, from one to the other, right? Thank you so much for all your support. I should mention, if you have a listener question, drop me a line, Doug at cruiseradio.net. And we'll talk to you Thursday. Happy New Year.